We welcome you to America's Positive Radio talk show, broadcast on our Studio E in Los Angeles, California. David Essel in the box with you every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific on XM Satellite Radio Channel 168. We are proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network and also streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. And this is all pure positive talk. You know, the whole purpose, when we started the show 21 years ago, the same purpose that we started with, our mission is the same today, and that is to bring you information, ideas, thoughts, concepts to get you off the fence in life, to help you make the very best decisions in every area of your life, to bring the very best guests on, to talk about their successes, to talk about their challenges, to talk about their path that just might help you do the same. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. We talk about your finances, relationships, career path, spiritual path, health. In just a couple of minutes, as a matter of fact, we have a doctor of physical therapy coming on. Uh, Mary Kay is going to be coming on talking about her recovery. Here's an individual on a screaming path that could have taken her into some hellacious areas of life, and actually it did pull her back. It did knock her off course. Alcohol is a very fascinating, interesting drug of choice of many of us today. And we're going to talk to Mary Kay about what happened in her life and when did it start and when was the wake up and what would she recommend to other people who are challenged as well. And here's someone now who's on the verge of huge breakthroughs in her medical practice. And you can bet that so much of it is due because of her sobriety. We'll be talking to Mary Kay in just a couple minutes. I want to get to this uh, this email. We've got a bunch of emails coming in. Uh, my 13-year-old daughter is the queen of gossip. It concerns me at this age. My husband is very upset about it. How do we stop it? And, you know, like when, when we look at... If it's if if I get an email or if I have a client that comes in and goes, you know, my 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 son is a drug addict and he's 12 or 20 or 30 or my daughter is a queen of gossip at this age at 13. And I know, mom and dad, you're not going to want to hear this, but we have to look at where is she picking it up from? That's God's honest truth. We have to look at what is your role model? What, how are you and your husband a role model for her that she is uh, manifesting this, acting out in this way of being the queen of gossip? Like, what is she hearing in the house? You know, at dinner, is your husband talking about how this presidential candidate is an absolute moron, and if the country goes with this one, this is going to happen? And That's gossip. Does she, does she hear you? As the mom, does she hear you on the phone talking to your sister or neighbors about this celebrity back in rehab or that happening at school or this happening in the workplace? More often than not, when kids are young and they're picking up bad habits, it's because they are modeling those habits that they are experiencing at one level or another in the home. So I know that this is hard to hear. A lot of parents don't want to hear this. They're going to go, oh, no, you know, I don't gossip at all, and I don't pay attention over the next 30 days. You and your husband, get out your little, take the blinders off and look at your own lives and say, what are we doing that she might be picking up on and mimicking it? Because that's what happens. Hell, when we talk about the world of addiction, Oftentimes, there's something going on in the home or the next-door neighbors that kids start modeling outside of the fact that they're filled with pain and they don't know how to express their pain. 
modeling the environment is one of the first places that kids pick up who they become. Think about that. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. This, my guest, Mary Kay, is with us right now. It's a, it's really is. This is a powerful story on sobriety. Um, a successful high-level health care provider, Mary Kay actually came into my office, I'd say a year ago now, and and was in the middle of struggling, had had some pretty difficult things happen in her life, was in the middle of struggling, and I wanted her to come on the air and talk about her experience. Mary Kay, welcome to the program. Hi, David. Thank you. Hey, hey when did this whole thing with alcohol start with you? Um, I didn't really start drinking a lot until probably graduation in high school. And, um, you know, for those first, you know, high school, the end of high school and into college, it was, you know, normal to go out and do the binge drinking and go party on the weekends and everything. So, you know, I was just going with the flow. Yeah. What is, what's, what's the worst experience that you've ever had with alcohol? Um, in terms of a repercussion or in terms of a, uh, like, um, just um, a, a drinking outing? Well, let's say in regards to what's the worst thing that's ever happened that, like, really, even if you didn't stop drinking, it was, like, incredibly embarrassing, humbling. You never thought that this would happen to you. Um, I just think that it was the, um, you know, it just the repeated patterns. It just kept happening over and over again. I'd go out and drink, and I'd black out, and I wouldn't remember what was going on. Um, you know, I'd be calling my friends, and I'd say, well, what did I do, or did I make an idiot out of myself, or, you know, how bad was it this time? And there was just enough of those times to stop. Yeah. Now, and now you're a very intelligent woman. You you have a, a doctorate in physical therapy, right? Yes. And I think some of that, um, you know, I think uh, using alcohol to kind of submerge, you know, dealing with things kind of was kind of was something that had made it exacerbated and made it worse. Um, you know, going through things when I had had to quit my job and start school all over again at age 26, I think that was probably a big trigger. Mm. It is, of, is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, in terms of kind of what would set me off, I think. And, you know, I just kept turning to drinking instead of trying to deal with your problems. Mm. Mary so Kay, what, what do you think? What what do you think when you look at, you know, all of us who who drank, we're doing it to escape. What is it that you what specific emotions? What is it that you did not want to deal with over the years that you used alcohol to try to avoid dealing with? Or are there any core emotions that you can think of that you were trying to avoid with alcohol? Um not particularly. I think it was more circumstantial in dealing with my environment and I think not trying to I think trying not to figure out who I was and what I really wanted Mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing Um, you know trying to um, figure out where am I going and what am I doing or am I just you know going on this path because that's the way it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. but I didn't have any control over that it's 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 fascinating we can be very intelligent, we can be successful, we can be all these things, and when it comes to an addiction like alcoholism, no matter how much you know, it's not enough to stop it, is it? 
No, no, it's not. I mean, I saw patterns, um, you know, with other people, and, you know, you just don't think you're one of them. And when you realize it and you keep doing it, you know, enough was enough. What what kind of chaos and drama did your alcoholism create within friends, family members on a regular basis? Can you think of specifics like, my Lord, my drinking always created this when I went out with my girlfriends or this with the guys I dated? Can you give us some, some patterns of drama and chaos it created? Mm-hmm. Well, it was all drama and chaos. And I think the weird thing is, is now the simplicity and how that's all toned down. But I think some specific examples were just... Um, when we did a lot of the pattern writing and talking about how um, alcohol has affected my life and my relationships with other people, I think it was pretty much every, like, boyfriend I had had um, had ended or had been, all the issues had been exacerbated by the use of alcohol. And I think that, um, you know, my... I think it was it wasn't me digging into love enough in terms of giving it and receiving it. So I think um, the use of alcohol created a lot of ends to all my relationships. It created a lot of um, you know chaos in terms of you know escalating anger and um, trying to hide fear and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it you know I have. Um, some history in the family of it, um, but I just, you know, you don't, you know, you don't realize how much it's you, you know, and um, I think I just um, caused a lot of hurt. Hmm. If if um, if you're looking at it now, and you're, you're you're turning around and you're looking backwards, and you're experiencing the life that you lived up into this point. Could you think of any time other than a year ago when you really started to do quite a bit of work on yourself? Was there any other time that you had tried to quit drinking before Mary Kay where that you really did give it an effort before last year? Yes. It was probably um, three years before that. Mm -hmm. So, well, three years ago. Um, I had tried. I had gone about four months without drinking, but I hadn't done any work on myself. It was like being miserable and being sober instead of being sober instead of and being proactive and being, you know, recovering. Um, mm. That was the big thing. Mm. I think I didn't you know, look enough in, in I, I don't think I looked into enough of the, you know, personal growth as much. Um, there was no sense of spirituality. There was no answering the question, who am I? Where am I going? Um, no sense of slowing down or meditating or doing things that have helped me now. Yeah. You you just said something so crucial. Ladies and gentlemen, as Mary Kay and I are talking, I want you to think about this. There are a lot of people in this world that use alcohol as a way to numb emotions, to escape, to not deal with life, to not experience the divinity they are, to not experience their full potential because their full potential is too big, too great, too wonderful. 
And then there are people that all of a sudden go, you know, I'm going to quit drinking, but they don't do anything else other than quit drinking. And a lot of people who just quit drinking and don't do what Mary Kay just said, don't look at deepening their spiritual path or getting a greater understanding of their gifts or getting a greater understanding of why they're here will be just as damn miserable without the alcohol as with it. Mary Kay, isn't that true? Uh, amen, David. That was that was it. And um, I think that when you look at recovery, you look at how many good things there are, and, like, you don't have to have the drama and chaos anymore. And now that I don't have it, it's like, wow, there's, like, calm, and you can, you know, appreciate the things that you do have in your life, and you don't see anything as, um, let me quote some of Deepak Chopra from today, um, I don't see a scarcity in my life. I see more of abundance. And I think you're able to draw on more of a positive um, influence and um, a positive outlook on things. And one of the concepts that we've discussed in your group together has been, you know, limitless thinking. And Mm -hmm. now I can do things without being fearful of them and not having any guilt about letting anybody get in my way because I can't fail because I'm doing my purpose. And if you do what you're supposed to be doing in life, God doesn't let you fail. Right. That's right. That's right. Hey, Mary Kay, are you willing to laugh about something with me? (laughs) Sure. We can... (laughs) (laughs) do you remember when we first started working together and and the alcohol was still a part of it that you and you and i and i did this before and you you've done it now as well that you would say okay you know what i'm not going to drink on these days and i would see you seven days later and you'd be coming in with your tail between your legs going oh my god you're not going to believe what happened do you remember that yeah yeah, I I know, and I think I think it was one of those things. You put yourself in that position, and say, "No, I'm not going to do it," and that was my problem. I would go out and say, "Oh, I'm going to be so good tonight. I'm going to have one or two glasses of wine, and then two bottles later, and you know, wake up the next morning, and you know, it's like, what did I do?" And I I, I remember when we first started, I, I was very resistant, and it took me probably I think it was three months of solid work. It was October, November, December. And then uh, finally, January 16th was it. Yeah. 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 You're coming up close to a year now, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. That's 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 awesome. Mary Kay, I'm going to ask you to hang in there. We're talking with Mary Kay, doctor of physical therapy, a woman with a, a great gift, amazing gifts, here to make a big difference in the world. Her specialty is oncology cancer. Uh, therapy, physical therapy. It's so unique. She's creating her own business now. She's sober almost a year. She works her towel off, ladies and gentlemen. No gifts come to us in life in regards to sobriety without us really putting the pedal to the metal. And this young woman is doing that. She's been doing it for a year now. She continues to do it every week, and the benefits continue. Mary Kay, we're going to come back and talk to you after this short break. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. So what was it that turned her around? What was it that allowed her to have the strength to surrender alcohol? And what's it like now being sober? We'll talk with more with Mary Kay. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. Go to talkdavid.com. If you haven't picked up your free Power of Focus book yet, grab it. It will make a huge difference in your life. And also at talkdavid.com, find out about this Monday night, our free teleconference on the Power of Focus. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Somebody told me you had a boyfriend who 
Talk show. Welcome aboard, gang. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Saturdays, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific. As we talk about mind, body, spirit, recovery, we're talking right now uh, to my guest, Mary Kay, a doctor of physical therapy, a very talented woman in the healthcare industry who struggled for years uh, with alcohol. Um, the blackouts, the not knowing what occurred the night before, going back and forth. Mary Kay, what was the day that you decided and how did it happen that you were going to let it go? Because you let it go multiple times. What was the final straw? What happened on the day that you decided this is it? Um, I think I just decided that I was sick and tired of almost having everything and not having everything. Um, you know, it was like I was almost there with the business. I was almost there with relationships. And I was never able to um, fully um, embrace everything. Um, there was always something lacking, and I was just tired of it. And I knew that that was the one thing that I had to let go. If, and um, if, if you could, it, for the listeners out there that are on the fence, Mary Kay, that are sitting there going, you know, okay, well, first of all, they might be in denial. Secondly, they might be justifying. But let's say there's a few people listening right now that are saying, my Lord, I really got to do it. We have two minutes left. Share with what your advice would be from your personal experiences to help people let alcohol go. Um, I think, you know, just letting it go, just realizing you don't need it. I mean, stepping away and looking out at other people doing it, it's like, you know, been there, done that, and it just nothing good comes out of it. You just keep hiding and submerging things. And um, you can have a life that's so much more... Um, robust and I think that you know the the clarity that comes with it um you also don't become so um defensive or oversensitive and secure you you know you embrace a lot of different qualities such as love and compassion and confidence um when you do you know break free and I feel like um the more I'm you know, the easier it gets every time. I mean, I can be out with my friends and, you know, a lot, half of them drink and half of them don't. And um, I can accept that either way, and I know that it's just not something I can do. And, you know, if you keep having these repeated habits, you know, everybody has a different sense of rock bottom, and I didn't want to go there. You know, I had had enough almost rock bottoms um, that I didn't want to, you know, fall all the way right i think sometimes people are like oh it's not that bad and you know it's like okay one dui later two duis later uh blackouts after blackouts after blackouts after you know how much is enough before you kill yourself right mary Kay, i am so proud of you first of all number one we have to run here but i just want to let you know you are doing awesome girl and it's going to get even better and i want to thank you so much for being with our show Great. Thank you so much, David. It's been great. Okay. I'm David Essel. Stay right there.
You're tuned into America's Positive Radio Talk Show Gang, rocking across these USA's, these USA's, this USA, 1-800-548-TALK. You know, following up my last guest, Mary Kay, if you're struggling with alcohol, think about 12 steps, think about AA, think about working with a professional, but... Most importantly, act on it. You know, we think oftentimes about making changes, but we don't. And with this show, it's all about action. So I'm going to encourage you today to pick up the phone, make the call, get the help, do something different than just think about it. Um, hey, I want your opinion on this. If if parents are in a really bad marriage, should they stay together because of the kids? I'm going to read a, a question that uh, that came in a minute ago, and this is the gist of it. Should parents stay together because of the kids if it's a really bad marriage? 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. I'm going to read uh, this this question that came in in its entirety in just a moment. But what do you think? If if you're in a hellacious relationship, should you stay together? If your best friend came to you and they were in a crap relationship, should you stay together for the kids? Yes or no? I'm interested to hear what you have to say. 1-800-548-8255. And then you can bet I'll give my opinion. <laughs> 1-800-548-8255. We'll get you in the lineup here. Don't forget, in just two days, we have our free teleconference. The Power of Focus, all the information on the teleconference is at our website, talkdavid.com. We're going to talk about how we can stop procrastinating in life, how we can get off the fence in life, how we can use the power of focus to radically, and I mean this sincerely, radically change our lives right now. Go to talkdavid.com. You'll see a link there to give you all the information, the phone number to call, the PIN number to use. And while you're at Talk David, pick up our free book, The Power of Focus. You can get your own free book, The Power of Focus. We're giving away 1 million copies. And this Monday, in two days, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Pacific, we'll be doing the free teleconference, The Power of Focus. Visit talkdavid.com to get more information about both of those those things. So what do you think? Should parents stay together because of the kids? Here it is. I have a best friend in a hellacious marriage, and he says he has to stay till his kids are in college, which is another 10 years. Isn't that insane thinking? Uh, I know you're really positive, but should they stay together? Uh, Love the vibe of your show. Keep doing your work. Thank you. Yeah, what do you think? So, okay, this is, I mean, isn't this insanity? You're in a marriage. Uh, this guy is saying he's got to stay for 10 more years until the kids are in college. The relationship is terrible. What would you do? Would you tell them to stay? Would you tell them to split? Have you been in this situation before? Have you been in that situation where it's just like, oh, my, what are we doing? We've got these kids, right? They're seeing us arguing, fighting. Is that the environment we want them to grow up in? And then, of course, one side of us probably goes, you know, it's better that they have two parents in the house than not. And then the other side of us goes, you know what? This is crazy because all they're seeing is that love is drama and chaos, right? So what side do you go? 1-800-548-8255. 
what side do you take? Do you take the side that says it's better to have two parents in the home, even if the relationship sucks, even if the marriage is nothing but arguing and fighting? Do you go with the side that says it's better to have two people in the home? Or do you go with the other side that says, you know, if the relationship is that bad, they need to split and they need to give the kids a break and they need to allow the children to see that that's not what marriage is all about. Do you know what I mean? What would you recommend in that situation? You have to make a decision. You can't ride the fence. You can't ride the fence here, gang. You have to make a decision. I want to know what you think. 1-800-548-8255. We have millions of families that go through this in a lifetime of trying to make that decision. And in this letter, this best friend of hers is a guy who says, I've got to wait 10 more years. The marriage stinks now. The kids are seeing that the marriage stinks. And this guy is saying 10 more years and then we can let it go. Isn't that insane? Don't I mean, don't you think that that I would love to know what you think. Isn't that insane to think that we've got 10 more years to show our kids how love sucks, how marriage is hard and it's bad and it's damaging? Don't you agree with that? 1-800-548-8255. Or do you agree that it's better that they have two parents in the household? It's so much better. At least kids will have a mom and a dad to wake up to and a mom and a dad to go to bed with. What side of the fence are you on here? And this is a really important topic. You know, from my perspective, I see it all the time. Couples coming in asking this question, and it's brutal. It's brutal. Let's go to California. Charles, you're on with David Essel. Yeah, David. You know, I've been in mar- I've been married 28 years, and uh, the first five six years of our marriage was wonderful. And um, you know, I got involved in some alcohol and drugs. You know, and had to uh, radically change my lifestyle <clears throat> in order to save my marriage. And even though I changed my lifestyle, got sober. I've been sober now for 20 years. Um, my marriage. My marriage never got better, but we stayed together for the kids. Now, I have a disabled son, and that was more of a driver. But uh, not too long ago, um, last year, I had an affair, and I came clean to my wife. And uh, actually, since that point, it kind of put focus on our marriage, and... um, we opened up and started talking and started analyzing our marriage and saying what's gone wrong. But if, if we had split apart, that would have never happened. Sometimes it does work out for the better, even though, even though during that time it's hell. Mm-hmm. So- one, of one of the drawbacks that I have to say was that my daughter, who is now 22, did see... Her, her mom and dad grow up in a loveless marriage, and, right. and I see, and I can see uh, that that has had an effect on her. Uh, she doesn't like to date. She she's kind of afraid of dating, um, you know. And, and I and I own that all up to the fact that that she never saw her mother and father being intimate, you know, being friendly or being. Um, Loving to one another. Charles, 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 this, you know what, when, when, when I help couples make the decision 
that we're talking about today who have children, my biggest concern is that kids are being shown the opposite of intimacy and they are sponges and 99% of the time, unless they get help on their own, they're going to repeat in some way the lack of intimacy that they've seen in their home, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because my daughter is in that is in that position now. And it and it's what she learned as we were growing up. As as she was growing up, um my uh, my wife and I had had separate bedrooms. And she never saw mom and dad sleep in the same bedroom. Right. And, and and I think that had a huge effect on her. She never saw mom and dad even even kiss. We went yeah. uh we went years without even kissing right. in front of our kids, and, and it has had a definite effect on my daughter. Hey, Charles, can, can you, can, Charles, can you encourage your daughter to get professional help starting now? Yeah, she's very, uh, she has tried to get professional help, and my daughter's kind of hard-headed. If she don't agree with the counselor because the counselor calls her on her um her, for lack of a better word, her bleeps, you know, she, yeah. uh, she, she'll quit when it, yeah. when it doesn't go her way. Right, 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 right. Well, I'll tell you what, Charles, I am so glad you called. I'm glad that you're opening up with your, your marriage. I'm glad you're seeing something with your wife. And I also want our listeners to be open to the fact that if we are not taking care of our marriage and we have children, that the odds are they're going to repeat it at some level. Charles, continue to work with your daughter. Continue to do it in a loving way, not a pushy way, to get her into some help because it could make a huge difference. She's still young enough to heal. And that's the good news. And I want to thank you so much for the call. You're welcome. Okay. Bye-bye now. Let's go from California to Texas. Stanley, you're on with David Essel. David, am I on? Yes, you are, Stanley. What's your thoughts on this topic? Well, um, my view on the thing is, you know, people just need to be responsible. If they make a choice to get married, they need to be better educated before they do so. Once you make that commitment, Stick with it. You know, it's it's not about you anymore once you have children. You need to stay together. You need to do what's right. You need to be, you know, a good example for the children. As the last caller was saying, you know, they're not intimate anymore. They don't show love towards each other. Just grow up. You know, if you get married, you're supposed to be an adult. Be an adult. You know, set an example. If you're going to have children, do what you're supposed to do. Life's not a bed of roses all the time. You know, we're, sometimes, you know, they say, you know, you're giving lemonade so, or lemons, so make lemonade. Uh, in a path of life, there's rocks that are going to be in the way. If you work together, you can move them. You can stay married forever. You can grow together instead of growing apart. Just, I think, the, you know, my advice would be stay together, see things through, stay the course, and you'll do just fine. Now, Stanley, do you, do you not believe in divorce? Uh I, I don't think there should be divorce. I, I, I really do not. When when you take your uh, marriage vows, it's for better, or for worse, for in sickness and in health. And and you know uh, sometimes your spouse may get sidetracked. Counsel them, talk to them. You know if it's if it's a matter, uh, you know we can go to an extreme case and say uh, 
your spouse has just gone off the deep end. There's nothing you can do. There's going to be physical harm. You know, uh, they, they, they want to beat somebody up, harm somebody in some way, or life-threatening, and there's absolutely no avenues, nothing you can do to fix it. Uh, that may be a, a choice to leave. Anything else? Yep. Heck no. Stanley, you know, in, in, in a perfect world, I would agree with you 100%. I really would. But because humans are not perfect, my concern is is that we have so many couples that are staying together. First of all, they're not doing the work, right? They're not reaching out. They're not getting help, which, which absolutely they need to do. Let's say they refuse to get the help because they know better. They know whatever. And they're in really bad relationships. And just like we had Charles from California a minute ago say that, you know, as he and his wife stayed together for all these years, his daughter saw dysfunction in love. And so she's going to repeat dysfunction in love unless she gets help. So while I'm a huge fan of marriage and I'm not a big fan of divorce, I also want to be realistic and say that there are some couples that if you're going to repeat, if you're not going to get humble and ask for help and get into counseling and therapy and ministerial work, that it might be better if you're refusing to grow as a human being, it might be better to say this isn't working. Let's co-parent separately and at least be amicable versus trying to force us together in the house and show the kids nothing but chaos. Do you know what I mean? I I understand you completely. And, you know, I, I agree with what you say there. What I have such a hard problem with is to feel that if you love your child, you can't do what's right. You know, why could you not be an adult? Why could you not make the right choices? Why would you not do what's good for your child, you know, yeah. and for their children to come? Because it does perpetuate the same, you know, right. bad feelings. Like, yeah, lack of love. All it just, I just yeah. have a hard time understanding how people can make some of these choices they do to be so obstinate, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Stanley, a lot of this could be circumvented if when we see there's issues, if people would just freaking get help, if they would get humble and say, I obviously what I'm doing isn't working. I don't know how the hell to work this marriage. Let's go get help. I wish that would happen more than it does. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you 100 percent, David. I, I wish what would happen is before a lot of these people got married, they would seek counseling or they would, yes. you know, Make sure they're at the maturity level of where they can handle it and they know what they're taking on, you know, because it is a great responsibility. One of the largest responsibilities we'll ever have is having children. Yeah, absolutely. Stanley, this was wonderful. Thank you so much for the call. Thank you, David. Okay, bye-bye now. Right after these messages, we continue 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. I want to thank each and every person who's listening, who's called, who's hung in on those phone lines forever tonight, getting through to us. You rock, we rock together. What a great team we are. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Everyone report to the dance floor, to the dance floor, to the dance floor. Now everyone report to the dance floor. All right, stop. Pajama time. Come here, little kitties, on my lap. Guess who's back with a brand new rap, and I don't mean rap. Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, Grab girl? my glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit this city. Let's Before go. I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking to you. Every Saturday. Saturday. 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, 1-800-548-8255. Before I forget, I want to remind you guys, 
Uh, we have our free The Power of Focus teleconference this Monday evening. And if you go to our website, talkdavid.com, look for the schedule of events. You'll see it right there. Click on the link to get the number and the PIN number. Power of Focus free teleconference. It's one hour this Monday evening. Visit talkdavid.com. Look at the schedule to find out uh, how to get on that call. Let's go to Chuck in New England. Chuck, welcome to the show. Hey, good to talk to you again, David. Thank you, man. What, what's your thoughts on this topic with uh, staying together for the kids if you're in a hellacious marriage? Well, first I'd like to say you, uh, the guy Charles, and the other guy in Texas forgot his name. You are all right. But I'd like to point out something. You know, like you had said, this is not a perfect world. We're all humans. And one of the follies of human nature is you realize the bad part of your decisions after you make them. You know, mm-hmm. now, the other guy was in, in Texas. He was absolutely right. Marriage is the most responsibility, responsible thing and commitment that you can do in life anyways. I mean, it don't matter if you're buying a house or whatever. If you commit yourself with another person on this planet to spend the rest of, their, of your life then that's it. But it gets really complicated when children become involved. Me and my wife, we made a commitment to each other and our children. And, and it was first and foremost. We, we were putting the children in front. We would rather have the kids grow up in a relationship with two happy parents than two miserable parents. Because your miserableness, I don't care how much you fake it, they're going to pick up on it. Right you know, on. They, they're, they are going to pick up on it. It's got to rub off, even if, if, if it's like Harrison Ford and Halle Berry, two very accomplished actors. You cannot fake it. You can't. Right. If there is no love in the relationship, then what you are doing is you are damaging yourselves at the expense of the children, and you are literally dropping your responsibility of raising those children in a healthy environment. Because no, Chuck, if you guys Chuck. aren't healthy, then that's it. You're right, Chuck, and listen to this. In my work, in my counseling work, one half of my client base are the kids we're talking about that now are 30, 40, and 50 years old, and they come in and they've had nothing but dysfunctional relationships. And when we back up and look at where did they learn this love or lack of intimacy or lack of love, it always comes back to the family. And I'm not parent bashing right now. I'm just talking fact. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. The environment that is produced by the parents or parents in the, the raising of the children. I mean, if, if they are 6 or 7 or 10 or 15 years old and the parents are living in two separate homes and they're joint custody, it is far better for them psychologically as they're growing. And even Amen. beyond, uh, once they get into college, they would right. rather, you know, see two happy parents separated. By large distances. I mean, that, that you can go into how much love does dad give me, how much love does mom give me. But the sole basis is when they're growing up, if, if they see two people faking their relationship, then they're not going to know what a real relationship is. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Chuck, I am always so glad to hear your voice. Hey, on a quick side note, i got a couple of show ideas I'm going to email you here pretty soon. Oh, good. But, uh, other than that, you have a good one, man. I will, Chuck. You too. We'll talk to you again. Yep, bye. Uh-
Okay, bye-bye. All right, listen, listen. We make the best decisions we can. Sometimes we make mistakes. But the best thing in the world, gang, is to owe up to the mistake. Be a man. Be a woman. Do what you can to heal where you are, okay? Do everything you can. Reach out and ask for help. There's a damn good chance if you need to save your marriage, you're not going to do it on your own. You're not going to say, I don't care if it's a relationship, a marriage, or whatever. If you're in the pits, reach out and get help. You yourself and your partner got yourselves into that mess. The only way out is with someone else helping you. Surrender. Get humble. Do it for you. Do it for the kids. Every Saturday, we will rock and roll. And remember, at any given time in life, you can turn it all around. Your attitude, your body, your finances, and yes, your relationships. I'm so glad you're with us. If I can help in any way whatsoever, visit our site at talkdavid.com. Until next week, rock on. I'm David Essel.